Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hell or High Rollers is an adventure set in D&D hell, so it will almost certainly contain adult content. Enjoy. Short on jam. Do you wish you had more jam to spread on your loaf or to pile on your forest trap to lure an owl bear? Ooh, scary owl bear. Well, don't worry. Don't don't panic. I've got jam. Jam, jam, jam. Here at Bumbledung Jam, we put the J in Bumbledung Jam. So you guess you guessed right. You guessed right, it's the place to get your jam. Ooh! Let's hear from one of our regular customers. Give me the damn jam, man. Give me the jam. I will literally do anything for that damn jam. Oh, yeah. Here you go. That's a jam dunk. Order now from Bumbledung Jam and you can have some jam delivered straight to your door by me, Gluebrick. Next stop, Jam Town. Bumbledung, Bumbledung. Gotta get your jam with Bumbledung. Careful. Side effects will include hallucinations, dilated pupils, intense brain fog, raised body temperature, vomiting, dry mouth, dizziness, paranoia, raised heart rate, arrogance, increased appetite, brain deterioration, and anal explosions. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Hell or High Rollers. I am Dave, I'm your games master, and I'm very excited to be back with you all. And by you all, I mean listeners and the people in the room. Uh, let's go around and uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, hello, my name is Chris Leesk, and I play the character of... Oh, no, not again. Not a glue brick bumbledown. I know, because it's not my real name's Chris. <laughs> that is the end, end, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to remember someone else's name. So, hello, my name is Chris Lee, <laughs> and I play the character of Glubrick Bumbledung, who is a giant barbarian Goliath who is so simple, he. Can't remember his own name. <laughs> he can't remember his own name. We'll go with that one today. Yeah. Yeah. So simple, he can't remember his own name. Thank you. 
that's me done uh hello everyone i am ellie morris and i am playing uh the character of ghoul a campestry which is a five inch tall uh forest dwelling sentient mushroom uh and a little fun fact about ghoul uh, is that he thinks that he is normal size and that everyone else is just a giant freak oh wow he's never really been out of the forest he's never really interacted with so what does he think of trees uh he's actually pretty good friends with some trees Ah, um, okay. but yes giant freaks all the same wow. <laughs> wow okay great I'm Adam Megiddo and I play Eric Sanguinius who is a necromancer who lives alone in a tower on the Rodney Marsh but we've also found out that he is a playwright yeah. <laughs> can't wait to, to yeah. hear one of the readings the, the thing is every character I play ends up a playwright oh really oh, yeah. wow they all end up playwrights he's Very always good. gonna write a play yeah inevitably you'll yeah. write a play some, at some point it is wow. inevitable but we did you know we might do a read through of that play mm. I think we will at some oh, point oh we absolutely, we absolutely have to. must do yeah maybe for the Patreon I'm Henry Shields and I play Henley Whispers aka the storm before the calm <laughs> <laughs> human ranger goblin killer pale ale swiller dream journal filler <laughs> This Henry Henley's fact this week is that he ha- keeps a dream journal. Oh, uh, oh that's lovely! And he uh, more than one. He fills them all. He absolutely churns through them. But the, what he doesn't tell anyone is that actually he has lots of nightmares and he doesn't write those in. Oh, if he has wow. a bad dream, he makes something up that's nice. Oh, so they're all actually nightmares, even though no one's ever going to see yeah. them. Or do you think it's one no, of those no, things that now just... he's dead, he's going to try and get someone to sell them on? Well, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just for him. They're just for him because it's a sort of self-therapy thing yeah he's you know not acknowledging that he has these nightmares he just oh wow it's becoming sadder the more I talk about it. <laughs> no. go back to the fun name it thing was supposed did. to be a funny thing and it wasn't funny at all it was just tragic <laughs> guys should we begin the episode no I think we should keep doing this <laughs> so Last time we left you, uh, our the, the happy boys were on board uh, the life vessel escaping the devil ship. And you were about to be attacked by this huge demon warship and all of its cannons aimed towards you. And uh, they know you're there and they're coming after you. But luckily, the current of the sticks is taking you towards the Black Fortress. So... For the first time in Hell or High Rollers, Ooh. can everyone roll me initiative? Oh, yes. Ooh, very exciting. What I haven't done is load up the encounter. Here we go. <laughs> 14. Oh, plus two. Okay, so yeah. it's a five. Five. Total of four. Those are... 22. And I'm going to roll initiative for all of our bad guys. So in D&D, combat works by rolling initiative, and whoever has the highest number goes first, and then we go in that order. So now that we've all rolled initiative, uh, can everyone remind me what their job is on the boat so uh glue brick at the at the moment is standing by the sail i assume with two giant ropes holding onto either side of the top corners of the sail and i'm like controlling the sail so that's what i'm doing yeah Great. so glue brick is going to be doing strength checks to keep the sails uh keep the sails going yeah and uh, if you get if you get high enough on your strength checks you're going to get a, a speed boost for oh, ship down yeah, the river and i will do well and ghoul is ghoul is in the crow's nest so he's been chucked up there uh he He's, he's looking. He's seeing a lot. I'm not sure he's doing anything useful. So Ghoul is going to... We're going to use Ghoul as you're going to be able to give people advantage on their checks.
decks, but you can yeah. only pick one person each round to okay. take advantage. I'm not and sure how reliable he is going to be. I'm going to leave that relaying up that to information. You. But yes, uh, and Eric, I can't remember what I was doing. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> I think you're at the uh, helm, wasn't you? Eric's at the helm. Great. Eric is piloting the the ship. That's why he's got such a low initiative because he's put himself at the front and has no idea what to do. Very good. <laughs> so you'll be uh, Eric will be rolling intelligence checks to navigate the boat down the sticks. Great. And Henley, Henley, I think is on cannons and ballista, just sort of uh, running around the deck, firing whatever he can fire, throwing whatever he can throw. <laughs> great, great. So just a one man army attack machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we'll say is you do have there are cannons on either side of the boat and there are ballista at the front and back, but because it's just you I'll say you have to pick one uh, So you can, can I run between them I think you, that'll be fun you can run between them but you can do it in between rounds yeah. so you can only do one per round okay great so into our first combat first up ladies and gentlemen is Henley Whispers oh so do I have any targets to shoot at at the moment you've, yeah, you've got the whole demon ship which is, which is trying to attack you it's attacking. It hasn't attacked us yet. No, not yet, because you've gone first. You've reacted first. Right. The cannons are aimed, but they're loading them. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I guess I'm going to try and fire our cannons at their cannons? Absolutely. Well, yeah. If you would, you Is that crazy? Yeah, I suppose you would have disabled <laughs> the cannons, but you, you're firing it at the ship. Yeah, let's yeah. start with the cannon. Great. So um, lo- you, uh, Henley loads up the cannons and roll me a ranged attack roll. Oh, very exciting. So... It's uh, 15. Uh, so 15 does hit the ship. Yes. Yes. And so roll your damage. You may roll 5d10. I have 1d10, yeah. so I'll roll it five times. And okay. possibly you edit this down. Yeah, I'll edit this down. Yeah, yeah. No. Do the maths as you go along. <laughs> this is why we don't stream live. Yeah. <laughs> I roll quite high. The total is 30. That is high, but it is a boat. Like, I'm sure it's yeah. got, not got 30 hit points, you know. So you have done 30 damage to the enemy ship, and it's looking pretty all right. <laughs> so Henley loads the uh, the six... Ca- so how does Henley load six cannons and just... Like, does he oh, did along? I fire them all? Yeah, yeah, you fire oh, them all. Oh, I thought I was firing one cannon. No, 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 you fire all the cannons. I fired six cannons yeah. at once. You've loaded them all and then you've got presumably run down with like a baton on fire. <laughs> Uh, and then he, yeah, lights a fuse yep. and then runs down the length of the ship, setting them off one by one uh, and shouting encouragement to himself. What does he shout? He shouts, fire, boys, fire. Yes, sir. I will. Indeed. Excellent shot. Good man. Thank you, sir. Who's sir in this? He's his, he's sir. <laughs> he's his own sir. He's very proud of himself. Also, oh, he's, he's imagining other crewmates. He's not, he's not personifying the cannons. Well, he's, <laughs> this has gone so weird so quickly <laughs> what it is is that he's firing six cannons on his own he's feeling a bit lonely and a bit vulnerable right now so he's having to make believe that he's six crew members oh wow okay. he's role playing with himself he's role playing yeah. that he's six crew members each firing a cannon and he's presumably one guy who's in charge telling them what to do so let me just clarify this Henry Shields is role playing Henley Whispers who's role playing six people that yeah, don't exist yeah and apparently everyone in that chain has lost their mind <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, the next, let's go to the next stage of combat. Yeah, it for is... God's sake, leave me alone for a minute. <laughs> it's Kubrick. Okay, so I'm holding on to these two cells thinking it's like a giant 
kite. So I need to do a strength check to see if I can catch the wind so we can go faster. Yeah, yeah. Maintain control of the sail. Right, yeah. So I'm just kind of shaking exactly. the sail. Do you want to give me athletics? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's 21. 21. Double checking that. 21. Yeah, you successfully maintain uh, the, the strength of the sails, like <laughs> using the ship like a kite, and uh, you gain a speed boost and you start to uh, zip away. Get away from the warship. Okay, great. And how does how does Glubrick feel about that? He feels okay about it. He's also confused because he's looked over at Henley, who seems to be talking to invisible people. Sure. So he's sitting there going, oh my God, this is a haunted ship. So <laughs> I'm kind of now aware of every single thing around me thinking that I'm about to be attacked by a ghost. Maybe it is a haunted ship. Maybe that's how I managed to load all the cannons so quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's stick with the one theory that Henley's Henley. losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Henley didn't actually do anything. It's crewed by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, actually, hold on. Let's see here. Yeah, there's a ghost on the ship. There's a ghost on the ship. Okay. But only Henley could see it. Oh, has, <laughs> has Henley seen it yet? Yeah, I think he has, yeah. So Great. one of the imaginary characters you just played is also actually a ghost. So I what conjured him into being? This is a weird place. Things <laughs> yeah, like that happen. Out you know? of sheer panic, he's conjured a goat, a spectre into being. And that spectre's helping me load some cannons. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. nice. I'm going to have you play the spectre, though. Okay, great. Yeah, so you can talk to yourself. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, next up, we have Ghoul. Uh, so you're on the crow's nest. Yeah, Ghoul's in the crow's nest. Um, so who do you want to give advantage to on their next turn? Ah, uh, Eric. You're going to give Eric advantage on, on steering? Yes. Great. So roll me a perception check. 20. Natural 20. Hey. Natural 20. Nice. Wow. wow. So this, came, this came earlier than I'd planned. But Is that like a double, 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 double advantage? Yeah, it's a triple billion advantage. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of advantages. Advantage yeah. for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what you notice uh, with your mushroom eyes as you are on the crow's nest, you look and you notice three things. The first thing you notice is that ahead of you, jutting out of the river, are some very sharp rocks that the boat is heading towards. And unless Eric can successfully navigate them, they are going to do the ship damage. But because you've noticed them, Eric will get advantage on avoiding them. The second thing you notice is that the speed you're currently going at, you are making quite a lot of ground between you and the warship. You can notice that the warship isn't moving as fast as you guys. It's not able to because it's too big. So you, the, what Glubrick's doing on the sails is putting distance between you. And the final thing you notice is when the devil ship that you were on sank, there are two huge shadows under the water. <gasps> that, that got me. Yeah, they're, they're moving. That's a lot of information. Uncle, uh, um, um, what do you see up there? Uh, so Ghoul just relays all of that to everyone as, as best he can. And you have to give some specific encouragement to Eric, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've got to tell him about... Tell him one of the things the, or... Yeah, well, you can... You, let's assume you've told everyone everything. Yeah. But specifically, you want to give Eric advantage on piloting. So how do you uh, help him navigate the rocks? Eric! Yes? You got to not go into the rocks. <laughs> Avoid the rocks. Avoid the rocks. You are Please. wise and full of guile. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is such good advice. Great. And so Eric will now have advantage on... Um, his next his next check however it is the enemy warship's turn oh yeah so the enemy ship fires its cannons and somehow all 24 
of them just wildly miss. <laughs> they just fly completely wide of the ship. Some just land in the in the water. Some of them miss fire. And uh, Ghoul, you can see that there's just chaos on the on the demon ship. We confuse them by looking inept and vulnerable. <laughs> However, they also get to ready their catapult, uh, which does hit. Oh. And uh, a huge flaming fireball comes over and slams into the side of the ship, doing 27 damage to the ship oh. and uh, the ship is uh, the ship is hit and it is rocked oh, 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 oh. You, you okay out there ghoul I'm hanging on okay 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 right uh, who's in who's, who's go with it now <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy is it yeah. Yeah. who's go with it now Ron politely waits <laughs> I shall take my turn now <laughs> land of the sails uh, Eric it is your turn uh, so I made those rolls so I, a tw- with an advantage 21 that's for navigating a, to get away from the rocks because I was told not to hit the rocks. Very yeah, good. Yeah. And with your uh, with your twenty one, uh, you you manage to easily breeze through those rocks. Um, but I'm going to give you uh, another turn if you'd like to do anything with the the shadowy beast in the yes, water. Yes, I would. I don't know what, but I would. Firstly, I'm looking at them. Which direction are they going in? So there are two. One is heading towards your boat, and um, one is heading towards the demon ship. Right. I look at them and I go, um, <laughs> uh, like I must think of a good plan uh. <laughs> and I bring out my box of wonder and smack the button on it Ooh. oh my shit God. you're doing a magic box yeah you've just gone for a magic magic box straight out the oh, gate oh god yeah he panicked so wow. that was from the first episode right that, that was from the episode up. one and we haven't uh, seen it again we've okay. got a magic box wow okay so got magic bo- <laughs> let me find Let's that magic box you haven't just like I don't know blown like, blown like, blown 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 up, yeah. it was a bomb or a dragon that's <laughs> now going to appear okay Adam will you roll me a d100 I'll roll you what you like, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of like New York guy. 33. 33. Okay, so with your 33, where are you aiming the box? Well, let's aim it at the shadowy beast that's coming for for our ship. Yeah, aims it at the shadowy beast coming for your ship, and you hit the button. Yes. And the skies start to turn dark, and rumbles of thunder start to creep in, and it just rains on the ship. (laughs) Just uh, in a 60-foot radius oh no you so it's just slippy you've got like a cartoon <laughs> cloud on the ship and yeah we'll say we'll say now now if everyone's wants a bit slippy if, if Henley wants to move gonna between be cannons it's going to be difficult. difficult terrain so it, he's going to have disadvantage and it might slip over okay so it's now just raining just on your ship but actually the ship was hit by a flaming fireball so that any fire's definitely gone out oh, swings and roundabouts yeah, yeah. I, had yeah that, exactly. I had that brewing underneath yeah. and I was going to bring it in in a round or two but that's gone so well done <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Eric! And uh, <laughs> actually, we have we just when that happens when the fires go out, we like zoom in, like crash zoom onto like the eyes of like the the demon captain, <laughs> and he's just like. These guys are good. <laughs> and it cuts back to your ship. Uh, so we're now back at the top of the round, and it is Henley's turn. Henley goes for the ballista this time. Okay, so you're running to the ballista. Roll me an acrobatics check to see if you slip over. That's 21. Oh, he does not slip over. In fact, he slides. <laughs> <laughs> he slips and he slides over to the ballista, looking also, cool. No, still, no one has trousers, Yeah, right? and I was going to ask about that. Is yeah, the barrel trouser thing happening? Yeah, you, you lost no, your you barrel lost trousers. The barrel. I think I lost my barrel. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all trouserless. 
us again. I'm not. Oh, no, I'm no, trying to escape. Are we all to, to yeah, Henley. I have no trousers, but I do have a robe. Yes. Mm. Very good. Very good. So, also, For now. And also some dignity. <laughs> I think I lost that very early in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Henley, you're going for the ballista. Is yes. Right? And I'm going to try and fire at the captain of the demon ship if I can figure out who that oh, is. Nice. Okay. Wow. Um, roll me a perception check. 18. You can see that, that you can you know who the captain is, and he's wearing a, a, a lovely hat. Ah. <laughs> yeah, really nice. What kind of hat the is classic it? demon hat. Uh, it's just like a nice red velvet kind of classic admiral's hat. It's oh, got a nice. big feather coming out of it, and it says captain on it. Well, the feather says captain on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Fantastic. And this is a demon, so yeah. he's presumably some sort of monstrous, hideous beast with arms and tentacles and all whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's a rancid monster, but he's got a lovely hat on. Excellent. Well, I'm going to try and shoot it with a ballistic. Uh, great, great. Aim your aim your ballista. Oh. And give me your attack roll. It's uh, a 19. 19, that hits. And roll me a 1d10 worth of damage. Six. Six. So yeah, your ballista fires across sort of over, like it's nearly like 200 feet now. It like really launches really far and it just whistles down and just like thuds into this guy wearing the fancy hat's shoulder. And uh, you just hear this like awful, like blood curdling screech. And you can see that he just snaps the spear off and just throws it into the water and starts barking orders at the rest of the ship. He's, he's still standing. He's looking pretty good. I feel like I've made the situation worse. Oh, you might have you might have angered him. Yeah, you might have angered <laughs> yeah, him. He, well, he was coming for us anyway. He can't be, he's probably quite angry already. He's, and I, yeah, he's coming for you anyway. He wasn't going to stop. <laughs> yeah. And Henley Henley stands on the prow of the ship and shouts, "That's what you get!" Nice. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give you my first ever inspiration. He does not deserve <laughs> inspiration. For that. All the things that have yeah. happened. Inspiration for that. Yeah. Let's it's, just. It's because it's because he uh, he um, bought into my lovely hat bit. Yes. I'm feeling I'm feeling attacked right oh. here right now yeah. for oh, my, my attempt at hat. I gave Shields a really hard time with the cabinet thing, and, and also yeah, fair. as as a, as a result, you're going to have to like get you. Which <laughs> puns you want? For we, we can all do puns. All right, fine. If anyone can come up with a pun, okay. I that also, was I, bullshit. Mm, that's not bad. Mm. Is that I, I also, I also, I also go chapeau. No. Okay, you lose inspiration. That's because you don't like the front. Run me over. It's just, it's just yeah, personal it's, taste. It's taste. Yeah. Well, we should explain inspiration for people who haven't played D anD. d Is basically um, the person running the game gets to decide if someone gets inspiration, and they can spend that inspiration point uh, and get advantage on any role that they choose Henley no longer has that <laughs> uh, so what does the uh, what does the ghost uh, what does the ghost say to you yeah the ghost puts his spectral hand on Henley's shoulder and says wonderful shot son and it's the ghost of Robert Lindsay's character in Hornblower ah very good very niche <laughs> um, no further explanation needed and you want to give him inspiration for that no. I mean no, that, like, no, 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 no it was creative yeah. um, uh, inspiration for puns only okay no. today oh, Wow. No, 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 yeah, no, no, the measure of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know next week it might be different. Sure. Next up, we have glue brick. Yes, with the sails. Okay, now we're twenty-four. Okay, great. So you get another, you get another speed boost, and uh, Eric is is moving the the helm with with real ease, and you're just whizzing through these sharp rocks, and you're putting even more distance in between you and the the warship. Great. Um, so uh, it is Ghoul's turn. Okay, great. So I think Ghoul is kind of seeing the chaos that is happening below, and in an attempt to uh, take matters into his own hands, he wants to try and communicate with these shadowy figures okay. underneath the, uh, the river's surface. So he just decides to dive in. 
Are you going to jump in? I think he's just going to he's going to jump off and just see what's down there. So you're you're launching yourself <laughs> off the crow's nest. He's a, yeah, into he's, the river sticks. Cool. The, co- the consequences could be terrible. What, what's the worst that can happen? I'm dead already. And and you're going to jump off? Yeah. Into I, the burning demon blood. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he's going to go for it. He's got okay. his grenade. He's feeling pretty tough. He's in hell. Yeah, he's got his He's never been this far from home. So, <laughs> so jump off with the grenade. Yeah, he's just going to, yeah, he's going to go right. and try Into and... the water. Can I get a reaction on that? Yeah, what, like a personal or an emotional one or like a... Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure it will be emotional, don't I'm sure it'll be emotional. I mean, can I cast a spell? Can I cast a cantrip as I see Ghoul jumping? Yeah, yeah okay, I'm going to give you a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to cast um, Mage Hand and try and catch Ghoul because I'm assuming Ghoul isn't uh, heavier than 10 pounds. No, yeah, you should be able to catch Ghoul okay. in your Mage Hand. Okay, so you're going to cast Mage Hand and, and try catch. and catch Ghoul. Great, so as you cast Mage Hand, uh, it arrives next to you and you realise that in the last episode you'd cast Mage Hand to go and fetch you some trousers and the Mage Hand just arrives with a pair of yeah. trousers that are burnt to a crisp and they just look like a little pair of shorts and it's just dangling them there and <laughs> Ghoul just smashes into the water. <laughs> oh no, what happens? Brutal. Um... Uh, are we still in combat? Are we still in combat? We are still in combat. I can't re- yeah. We can't react to that. No, Ghoul okay. is in the water. Are you dead? What's the, what's the effect of the water? So, the water is an instant kill. No. But, yeah. But I'm already dead. But you are already dead. So, uh, we get to reveal the death mechanics. Oh my of god. Hell. You're going to be and a hell mushroom. Oh, I really fucked this. You guys. just Sorry. threw yourself in. I thought it was water, okay? Yeah. <laughs> also, you had no you didn't know what it would do, but Oh no. Ghoul has died. <gasps> no. So, Ghoul, you smash into the demon and devil blood that makes up this water and it's imbued with with uh, so much darkness. And your tiny little body feels the weight of thousands of souls just sitting on it. I and don't like this. Your, uh, your vision clouds as darkness descends upon your vision. You open your eyes to find that you are alone in a woodland. In the distance, you hear the sound of a beautiful song gently riding on the breeze. And the song is warm and welcoming. As you get nearer to the source of the sound, you start to hear familiar voices. Those voices of your family, of your friends, of your home in the woods. You make your way through a clearing and your ears begin to pick up a discord in the melody. Something isn't quite right and you feel the ground beneath you begin to bubble and boil as this thick black tar starts to stick you to the ground. It becomes harder and harder and harder to move. You can make out faint images of the fungi gang and the song, it starts to morph and shift into these piercing screams of agony and terror and you realise that they aren't singing at all and they are pleading for help and this black tar starts to creep its way up their little mushroom bodies and starts to engulf them like that scene from the matrix when he first goes in and it starts to like go in their mouth and like take over their whole body oh and this viscous liquid turns their screams into this horrible gargle choking and you push and you pull with all of your might but you're stuck helpless in the ground and your family starts to quickly transform in front of you into these shadow visions of these little cute mushrooms that they once were. Then suddenly their screams start to turn into laughter and they start laughing and you lock eyes with Fungus and he smiles and oil just drips from his mouth and it looks at you and it just says you're next and then the trees start to bend and reach towards you and you're engulfed by the forest and you wake up and you slam straight back into the crow's nest. But 
now your skin is like tacky and you've got tiny, tiny little devil horns yeah. oh. on your little mushroom head. Tiny oh, little devil horns. What happened? Now, before we go on, you need to roll me a d10. Oh, no, there's more. Okay. I'm scared too. So the way that this mechanic works is you get you basically have three lives. So every time you die, you turn more and more into a devil. So you've used one of your lives. By the time you die the third time, you turn completely into a mindless devil. You come back to Avernus and you start fighting in the war. We're only on layer oh one of nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eight. Eight. Okay. I'm very I'm emotional. So upset. Can I just I'm add? I'm just so upset. I'm like, well, yeah. This it's, is this is dangerous. Tough. It's a dangerous. You're in hell. We're in hell. Of yeah. course. And it was the, all the, fun and games up to now. Now there's high stakes. Before there I was about to. Oh, I was going to jump in after you for bants. <laughs> like turns <laughs> out, I don't want to do that. You see, you're on your own, mushroom. <laughs> and so you uh, now, ghoul, as you uh, arrive back with your little devil horns and your your tacky skin, below you on the boat, you are stalked for eternity by a ghostly wolf if you an enemy or any of your allies are reduced to one hit point the wolf will appear and try to to drag its soul from its body drag ghoul soul so anything that goes down to one hit point so if you're fighting an enemy Oh, okay, so it could be a good It could thing. be an enemy, but if, say, Glubrick goes down to one hit point, oh. the wolf will come after Glubrick. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. So just to clarify this, so there are stakes to being in hell. It's not like you're immortal. If you die three times, you're gone. You're out of here. Yeah. If, so it, it's if worse you, than that. If you die three times, you turn into one of those gooey uh, monsters that we the, the creature that you stepped on in the last episode and got stuck on your foot we turned into one of those maybe yeah. that was someone I knew in my oh. past life <laughs> my, my god okay there's okay, real great. stakes so, and then if you come back we have to roll on a board and we will get some sort of uh, forfeit yeah almost. so these resurrection kind of side effects are designed to benefit and hinder you so like wow. the wolf could benefit you in combat yeah. or it might hinder you or your teammates but, but also the, the mechanic I'm going with is that you guys all even though you are dead and you are in hell you all still have a soul that's very good but yeah. if it makes any difference just so you know Glubrick has seen all this happen while he's mm-hmm. holding on to his um, he's holding on to his sails he's worried there's a ghost on the ship he suddenly sees you fall out into the crow's nest with little tiny horns and it's like oh it's so cool he looks so cool so really oh, so that's- you've actually become more popular hun <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, okay, so and the, the tragedy is also that I could have saved you had I not been looking for trousers. Yeah, and the mage hand was looking for trousers because it was just doing what it was told, which I think is a warning to us all about artificial intelligence. Oh my god, that's very funny. We, yeah, we learned a lesson. We are still in combat. Okay, so let's just take oh, a yeah. how, does, how does Ghoul feel about this? So she's. So he slams back down onto the crow's nest. You see the dog below you. It appears, howls, and then disappears. Hashtag no regrets. 
<laughs> what is a hashtag in Ghoul's World? I don't know. It's like, it's like a game trees. they play. Like a yeah, game they play. Hashtag. Vision of the future there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, infinite. Oh, yeah. You've, you've seen all planes of existence. So mm-hmm. you've seen Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you've, seen, you've, you've gone deep into hell. Yeah. 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 Oh, don't worry, Ghoul. We're going to get you out of this and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll file those horns down. You're going to be okay. But that was so beautiful. You're still a beautiful mushroom, Ghoul, but we're in the middle of a fight right now. Uh, and I'd say that is your turn. So you don't get to give anyone advantage. But you, <laughs> so but Ellie sad. looks so oh. sad. So I'm so <laughs> sad. It's so heartbreaking. I genuinely am very sad, but no, let's, let's go. Hey, but you've got two more lives. Yeah. Two more lives. And it is the enemy ship's turn and they are aiming their cannons at the ship and they hit doing 30 jam- damage. Damage. <laughs> another 30 damage. damage. Oh, I know damage. I can uh, deal with damage. So the, the, the cannons, the cannonballs launch and um, several of them just smash into the side of the ship and the ship is, is looking pretty, it's still looking pretty good. It's holding up well. The old gal's holding up uh, but they're going to launch uh, a catapult at you now. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Uh, however, this catapult does not do any damage. How strange. Because as you look into the sky, you see that what is flying towards you is not rocks or flaming fireballs, but what is tumbling towards you. Uh, let me just see. Okay, great. Dozens of these little, tiny little ball-shaped things are launching towards the ship, and only two of them actually hit the ship and land on it. And what they look like is tiny brains oh. with legs. Oh, oh. And spider they brains. Start, they start scuttling around the ship. Yeah. And they start moving for... Um, the first one lands. They, they don't get a turn yet, but the first one lands and starts moving towards Henley, and the second one starts running towards Eric. We have noticed that the three weakest people are the ones who are continuously getting hurt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, made out of a house. <laughs> Nothing's going for me. You're busy Great. talking to a cloud. No, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. threat. <laughs> They're also busy damaging us, because most of the yeah. damage we've taken... That yeah, is that also is valid. Yeah, it's a glue brick. Uh, so Ghoul just cry out, Henley, Eric, watch out! Oh, brains on the floor! Brains on legs! <laughs> yeah, great. So um, I'll give you, now that you've shouted that, yeah, great. I'll give you guys uh, advantage on whatever the brains on legs decide. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
hard to do. Um, so, Eric, it is now your turn. <clears throat> how close is the brains on legs to me? It will get to you before your next turn. And how close are the rocks? Do I need to do I need to be <clears throat> focusing on navigation, or can I deal with the brains on I'm going to say you have cleared the rocks with um, the advantage you had and Glubrick's fantastic sail work. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. I'm going to try casting sleep, okay. but I obviously don't want to affect my own party. Yeah. I, I can choose the choose. targets in sleep. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're going to get brain freeze. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I roll 5d8, and that's how many hit points of creatures can be affected. Everyone roll a d8 for me. Six. That's yeah. one for me. 12, 13. Five. 17, 18. 18 hit points worth. 18 hit points in total. Yeah. Uh, it is not enough to affect one of them. Oh, wow. Wow. Insomniac brain. <laughs> <laughs> so how does Eric Carr sleep? I think it's traditionally done with a, a handful of, like, powder. Yeah. So I just, with in great, very calmly, just take the powder out and, throw, and like, blow it out of my hand. Mm. And then realise it's done absolutely nothing. And how does Eric react to that? Go, rock, back to the rocks! Back to the rocks! <laughs> <laughs> Great, so Eric, that is your turn. Effective. Back to Henry. If anyone needs me again, just shout. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here, trying to steer us through this mess. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, oh dear, what do I do? Okay, uh, I, I, I can't run anywhere because the floor's all wet now. Yeah, I mean, you could try. Oh, sorry, that was me as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to take a bow shot and try and pin one of the brains to the deck. Great. Yeah, roll me straight attack roll. It's <gasps> a nine. Uh, it is not enough. Your arrow whistles past the brain and it carries on scurrying towards you. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. Do you want to... You, you have... Um, so you can't fire... Now you can't fire ballista or cannon and because uh, you've used your action. Uh, but do you, you still get a bonus action? Or you can move. You can try and run away from the braid if you want. But I'm at the back of the ship, aren't I? With the ballista. Uh, in my head, I'm just imagining uh, sort of Benny Hill fast with you. Okay, yeah. Can I tell you what? Can I, can I climb the rigging? Oh, wow. I'm just go up. Yeah. Okay, great. You're going to climb the rigging. Yeah, roll me um, athletics. Oh, that's good. 20. 20, great. So natural 20. No, an unnatural 20. Ah, an unnatural 20. <laughs> so yeah, can climb there. You start climbing the rigging, uh, using your movement to get away from the uh, the horrible brain. Hey, Henley, maybe their intentions are good. <laughs> cool, if we've learned anything in the last five minutes, it's that your instincts cannot be trusted. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, um, uh, Eric, the brain uh, runs at you. And uh, it leaps onto your head. And roll me uh, an intelligence saving throw. That's a natural one. Oh, oh my days. Oh, God. Okay. Who knew that, that oh. Eric would be the one who gets us killed? Is Eric going to die as well now? How awful is this going to be? So uh, we'll wait until the next round. But um, Eric, you take eight psychic damage. Wow. Eight. Eight's a lot. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And he's um, got a brain on his face now. I've got a brain on my, I got a brain on my brain. <laughs> okay. What is your uh, intelligence score? 19. 19? Yeah. Okay, very good. You are yeah. fine. Yeah. <gasps> uh, okay, next it is Glubrick's turn. Okay, so I'm focused on the sail. We're still moving at a good speed. Like, there's still a good distance between us and the boat. Yeah. So I'm I'm seeing my uh, new best friends in danger. I see Henley crawling up a, uh, a mast uh, with his knob out. And then 
You just didn't have to say that. <laughs> that just Everything I do is with my knob out right now. Yeah. And then I look over to Eric and I'm like, realise he's being suffocated. So I run over. I suppose I've got to do a dex for that because it's slippery. Where, where are you running to? To help. I'm going to go and rip it off his face. Okay, great. Yeah, you've got enough movement. So you're abandoning the sails. I, I think I have to because yeah. yeah. I was going to throw a spear, but that will go through the animal his into his face. Yeah. So I think I've got to go and help. Okay, yeah, I've got, I've got to abandon the sails. The boat was Still keep moving. It's the boat will still keep moving. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got to try and do that. So I go over and I uh, and um, I'm like, Eric, don't worry, I've got this. Oh God! I, sp- <laughs> I sprint over. It's like. <laughs> So roll me. Um, what did I get you to roll before? Was it acrobatics or just dexterity? It was acrobatics. Acrobatics. I, oh, not athletics. No acrobatics to see sure if you can. You sure it's not? Oh, athletics. Do you say athletics? No. You said athletics. Ten. Ten. Ten was the exact number. I what? Yes. You, you slip a little bit. <laughs> he's, okay. He's unsteady. Yeah. He looks great. like he's had a beer. But he, <laughs> you can get to Eric. Um, so then I run over and I just like the mask. I rip it off. My aim is to rip it off his face and put it on mine. No, 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 no. No, no, Rick, no. The stakes are real now. I know. I know. Three lives each. Okay, I don't put it on like the mask. I just rip it off and try and throw it overboard. Can I do that? Okay, yeah, you can. So roll me, a, um, roll me an athletics check. It's a straight strength check against against this thing. 17. You needed to be a 16. So you, yes. pull, you pull it off of Eric's face. Great. And what and are you doing with it? Just to clarify, I'm not putting it on my own face. Okay. No, no, that was... That was funny comedy um, um, so I just have it in my hand and I guess I just like looking at the side of the boat I just kind of just start whacking it Is that, that's kind of a second action uh, maybe you, more you of a toss I'm just going to throw it into the water throw it over into the water into the demon blood yeah yeah and you um, yeah you throw it over into the water and uh, you hear this sort of like bubbling and screeching and you realise that this horrible brain thing can't swim not oh, smart after all <laughs> and uh, one of those horrible little brain guys is out of here. Yeah. And I look at Gobra and say, that was a real no-brainer. Inspiration. You point to me and shout inspiration. Must be. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, you get inspiration. Very good, yeah, very good. I had to work hard for that. You did. I've had to work hard for you, that. You had that in the chamber ready. Mm-hmm. I liked it. And then I reply, <laughs> hang on. Then I reply, I know, it's a boot time. What? Boot? Is it Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do a boat. Boat pun. Why did you, you didn't say, say boat? A boat. You said a boot. Yeah, well, it's about time, but a boat time. What? You didn't say a boat. You said a boot. A boot. Yeah, but a boot is <laughs> on your foot. Oh, oh, damn you it. You can have my inspiration point back if we can erase the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Uh, so uh, the next turn is the other brain, which is scuttling after Henley. Um, Bastard brain. uh, So your uh, your movement speed is thirty, right? Yes. So its movement speed is forty, so it catches you. Okay, Ah. and it attempts to jump onto your face. And what's your armor class? Fifteen. Okay, so it doesn't manage to beat your armor class. So it's it's jumped at you. How do you stop it from grabbing your face? I try and catch it in my cloak. I want to whip the cloak in front of my face yeah. and then catch it like in, in, like an, in a ball. Okay, so a I'm going to say it hasn't been in your armor class. So whatever happens, the cloak will defend you. Uh-huh. But roll me a sleight of hand check 
to see if you can catch it in a little ball. 21. <gasps> wow. I'm going to say you do. So you wrap your clothes yeah. and you like whip it like Harry Potter style and uh, it like you catch it and you've now just got a brain inside your cloak. Great. And I've got a plan. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> And next up is, is that what Henley announces at the end after doing that? He, <laughs> he just shouts to everyone, goes, "Guys, I've got a plan." Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Ghoul, uh, I think he's pretty shell shocked at this point. Understandable. Um, Very yeah, understandable. Yeah, he's uh, he's just coming to terms with everything that's happening. Can anyone else see the wolf? Is the is the wolf there now, or is it? No, the wolf appeared when you came, and okay, um, you understood what the wolf meant, yes. and then it it disappeared. It's gone. Okay, so he, yeah, Ghoul's just uh, still in the crow's nest. H- Henley, do you need any help? Yes, if you could, if you could give me... To get, uh, I, I, <laughs> oh God. I've got a plan, but it's too so big excited. for my brain. <laughs> Sorry, you've got two brains. Yeah, no, I've got Come two. On. If you could tell me exactly where to aim the cannon. All right, one to the left and two to the right. <laughs> so one to the right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, did you mean one movement to the left, two movement to the right, or one cannon to the left, one cannon to the right? I don't know. <laughs> so one left, so two I, right. Does that give me advantage on my next yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah, i say you've got enough movement to get back to the cannon, but you great. still have... I think I know what your plan is yeah. now. Have, okay. you, have you seen my horns? Yeah, they're great, ghoul. I love them. Thanks. Um, what uh, what colour are they? Black. <laughs> Good, they are black. Uh, the it is now... Of hell. it is now the enemy warship's turn um and i will say that if you'd gained a speed boost in the last round oh yeah you would have been out of cannon range but you are you are still within cannon range of the enemy ship i feel yeah i feel like you're attacking me on that but i actually i saved someone's life just to remind everyone i'm just i'm just telling you that Mm -hmm. that's where we're at (laughs) and somehow they all miss again yeah unbelievable um the captain with the fancy hat with the the spear sticking out of his shoulder is absolutely furious at his crew for not being able to hit a ship but maybe because your ship is so small uh, cannons yeah. keep flying past and uh, but they do launch their catapult which does hit and damages the ship for 20 damage and we're still moving you're down still the river? moving just okay. not as fast as you were before okay it is now Eric's turn. We're trying now. We're, we're obviously we're trying to get to the Black Obsidian Tower. The Obsidian Tower. Yeah, yeah. Um, how far up can we see it? Are we far? You can see it. It's, it's in the horizon. It's quite. It's quite a way away. Got a way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How close are we to the demon ship? You're probably about two or three hundred feet. You're like you're not making a lot of ground on it. I'll, to safety, I'll, right? I'll work on my new play. I'm still steering. I'm still going to get us through. Uh, that's the, my, my main thing. So I'm yeah. going to be re- ready. I'm going to be on standby for an emergency. So you can roll me an intelligence check to to keep the boat on course. Natural twenty. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, we're so on course. I'm yeah. So on course. That's Absolutely one thing I can do. So in fact, with your um, natural twenty, uh, I'm going to say that what you manage to do is you sort of do a Tokyo drift power slide, right. <laughs> which people thought can be done on a boat, but it can. <laughs> it can. Mm. And I mock the done. other captain. <laughs> I, I shout out. I shout out. If you'd spent more time on seamanship and less time on fashion, you could have done something like that. 
Oh, he's gonna be. That's what he's gonna burn. be so embarrassed in front of all the other demons. Yes. <laughs> you um, you hear like so he's at the front of uh, the 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 demon warship, and you hear just this like blood curdling screech, and he just grabs the nearest body to him and just rams a knife through his neck and Oof. throws it over. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and it is now Henley's turn. Time for the big plan. <laughs> Henley dives out of the rigging down to the deck of the ship, takes his bundled up cloak with a brain inside it and slams it into the end of the nearest cannon. Then he... So he's slamming his cloak in there as well. Cloak... Oh, he's losing more clothes, yeah. <laughs> cloak with brain. So he's just got boots and some, like, leather armour. Like, leather yeah, armour. Yeah, yeah. Less and less as we go on. <laughs> yeah, it does have sleeves. Okay, it's got sleeves, okay. But, you know, I, I, I genuinely am trying to not lose my clothes as it goes. This isn't intentional. Anyway, he bundles the cloak and brain and all into the stuffs it down into the cannon with ghoul's help he aims the cannon directly at the captain fires roll me an attack roll okay natural 20 oh very good so he aims it at the captain and he says let me give you a piece of my mind nice <laughs> good. and I'm gonna let you tell me what, what, what's your intended effect for the brain my intended effect is okay Slow motion. Henley takes the uh, takes the fuse, lights it. Explosion. Yeah, we slow down. We follow the brain in its flight. It starts as a bundle of, of cloth and cloak that then unwraps to reveal the brain hurtling through the air directly towards the captain. And like out of the movie Alien, it turns itself around, opens its horrid spider legs towards him, and he just sees brain coming directly at his face. And uh, you know, it slams directly into his head. That's what I'm after. Excellent. And so from a Distance, you guys all see the, that his hat is knocked clean off his head and um, his sort of howling screams are now from behind a brain and I'm gonna roll wow okay what you can see is just like the brain seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller and just disappearing Ooh. and the captain just stands back up and he there's something different about him and that's all you can tell oh what distance. have I done <laughs> you've created like a spider brain man monster <laughs> oh I it's really evolving. thought I had a good plan I may have made the whole situation worse <laughs> I've made him more intelligent <laughs> uh, it is now Glubrick's turn oh by the way guys well done there are no more horrible brains on the ship oh yeah, 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 yeah. except for us except for <laughs> um, so I guess we just need to we just need to get going now yep. so I'm just gonna run up and grab the um, my my ropes and just sail the ship. Roll me uh, <laughs> athletics check with advantage. Oh, thank God. That is a 22. 22, great. You get another speed boost. You put more distance between great. Uh, you guys and the, and the warship. Uh, um, did we chuck the cannons off to give us more speed? Uh, cannons are currently still on board. They're the still ship. on board, so mm. we could do that. Um, so uh, it is it is one of the beasts' turn. Oh. So you see this huge monster, this plesiosaurus, breach out of the water and take a huge chunk out the side of the ship, and it does. 15 damage to the side of the ship. Uh, and you see that it's like this huge dinosaur, like a giant lizard with huge teeth. Uh, but it takes a chunk out of the side of the ship, but it's still on like the side of the ship. It's, it's like gripped, like lockjaw on the side of the ship. And it's starting to rock and pull the ship. And you can all feel that the ship is starting to slow down. And it is Ghoul's turn. Um, all right. Well, uh, I could try. Uh, I think Ghoul, I guess um, all he can really do is try and send it to sleep. Oh. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. With his yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Save us with that. your song, Ghoul. I can, I, I, I can try. So um, how does your song work? Is it a radius or is it? So, yeah, this is what Ghoul, you know, does in the forest. He, uh, all mushrooms have their own kind of version of the songs that they, they sing to lure people in to make them fall asleep. So mine, mine goes like this. Ghoul, ghoul. Ghoul, 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 Cool, 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 cool is cool. <laughs> I flipped it. I flipped it. Yeah, you did. Did you write this song yourself? Yes, it's an original. <laughs> so I'm going to roll um, a wisdom saving throw for the monster, but I'm going to roll it with disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. So really to work. So its first one was an 18. Its second one, which will take the lower of the two, was a five. So I'm going to say the oh. monster with mouth full of shit. You see its heavy, horrible, beast-like lids just start to droop and it just, the eyes close and it just drifts off into a gentle sleep and slips back into the river. Alright! Yeah. I what listeners cannot see is Adam now losing shit. <laughs> I didn't even have to use the third verse. What was the? We'll find it's out. It's a backup. It's a backup. <laughs> For very special occasions. Well, there's another Plesiosaur in the water. So uh, that one, that one was heading towards the demon. Ship. Oh, God, oh, that's okay. good. Are we three okay. then? Are we free yeah. and clear? Let me see. So, how many how many strengths checks did you pass? Three for yeah. the sails, um, and then all successful checks on steering. You guys are now out of range on both the crane <gasps> and cannon. And what you can also see as you look behind you, uh, Gil can get a great view of this. Is the shadow of the first the first beast is is just sort of drifting lower and lower. It's not dead, you know, it's asleep. But what you see is the other beast breach the water and start going for the demon ship. And um, you see the captain with his funny hat just rips off all of his clothes and just dives straight into the mouth of the beast. And the beast just starts smashing up the ship and there is complete carnage on board the demon well, ship. He, so he just sacrificed himself. He just Is that what the brain, the brain did? Made him the, bra- the brain the brain attached it and like took over his <gasps> took over his body. It wasn't in his right mind. Oh, no. oh, Very oh good. the right mind was in him. No. <laughs> so with all of your uh, checks and all of your successful strength checks and uh, piloting checks and all of your uh, crazy schemes you have managed <laughs> to <laughs> escape the demon warship. And now you are uh, just sailing along the river Styx um, with no kind of perceptible danger. I think there's a thing in D&D where you're meant to do random encounters. I feel like you've had enough for one day. I feel day. like that was random enough. Um, and <laughs> you, can, uh, you can tell that you've probably got uh, about an hour, maybe, maybe more, like a few hours until you get to the to the obsidian castle down down the river but ahead the way looks clear Eric is feeling very confident at the helm Ghoul you can't see any more obstacles in the way Henley the uh, ghost of Robert Lindsay and he says good job boy 
I'll see you in the next plane. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you, Sequel. Captain Pellew. <laughs> Was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Captain since, Pellew. Have you Googled it since? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Henley, Henley is shaking, I think, and sweating from all of the effort and the terror that just happened. And he uh, just gets back down onto the deck and goes to the middle of the deck and says, is everyone all right? I'm feeling okay. I'm a, I'm a bit damp. But as the rain stopped Oh, yeah, the storm cloud. Okay. <laughs> I was a bit damp. No, I was a bit wet. Um, and as I do this, I'm tying up my rope. So, because uh, I think we can just leave the sail to do its thing now. Yeah, yeah. Need speed okay. boosts. Yeah. I'm like, how are you feeling, Go? I've seen some shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see? What, what happened? Well, I I hit the I hit the water, and then suddenly there was a, a searing pain all over my body, and and visions. And I felt a cold like I've never felt. And then, whoop, I was back. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt these these horns sprout up from my mushroom cap. And all I want to know is, do I still look cool? Cool. Yeah, you look like the coolest mushroom I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really believe that. And I've, I've, I've seen so many mushrooms in my life, but you are the best one I've ever seen. And you're the kind of one that I would never eat. I would never even touch with my tongue. Uh, that's nice to hear. It was, it was horrible. It was like everything you've ever loved turned to dust in front of your own eyes. Whoa, that yeah. truly is hell. Listen, everyone, we need to take care of ourselves down here. I know it's been all fun and games, but clearly we are on the edge of a precipice. At any moment, we could die and come back as a mindless beast. For whatever reason, we all want to get home, right? So I think it's important that we stick together and we look after each other and we keep each other close and, and we make sure that all the decisions we make, we make as a team. And then we get to this this vortex in this big, big castle. Is it a castle? Le leave the planning to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, Henley. Well, so I think as a team, it's all important that we leave the plan to Henley, but we do everything that he says. Me, me and Eric have got that covered. And yeah, you Gould, and Eric you, know, covered. you just you just stay out of the planning part of it. I'll the... just lift some stuff for you, Gab. Wonderful work. <laughs> Can I? Henley puts his arm around Glubrick, and they step to the to the front of the boat to look out over the hellscape and have a chat. Yeah, as you look mm. out over the hellscape, you just uh, walk past Eric, and the mage hand is just nudging him with a still what, what, with, what with is the, it with the burnt trousers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just walk to the front of the ship. <laughs> oh, he's really committed. I love it. Henley uh, takes takes Glubrick to the front of the boat and says, Glubrick, when I fired the brain at the other ship, yeah. did you hear what I said there? Uh, Peace of my mind. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> objective to get out of hell has been surpassed by an objective to get the best line. <laughs> um, I did hear that. That was one of the, the smartest things I've ever heard. That. Thank you, Glubrick. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Is that why you brought me over here? Oh, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I guess... <laughs> I, talk yeah. to my, to my, I turn to my mate hand and I say, did you hear what I said to the captain? <laughs> and the mate hand just like moves up and down as if to yes, nod. it was good, wasn't it? And then, Give me those. <laughs> it shifts into a thumbs up and drifts off. It disappears. Yeah. Oh, job done. Yeah, job wow, done. Wow, yeah. Well, Henley, you know, also says... Uh, 
You know, Glubrick, I've been thinking, I, I, I know why Ghoul is here. Clearly he has a storied past and we know that Eric is a, a villain who belongs in hell. Yeah. We know I'm here because of obviously an administrative error because I'm a hero, but I don't know why you're here. I have, I have no idea either. I'm just from, uh, from a family of, of Goliaths who, who make jam and distribute the jam. And I just deliver the jam and like like now and then I had to protect my dad from, from some bad people who tried to like attack him because he runs like a really big, expensive, amazing company. But that's all we did. I've, I've not ever hurt anyone unless, you know, I had to defend my dad or anything. Well, that's sort of what I was worried about. You see, I, I, I've tasted Bumbledung jam. <laughs> I've, I've actually had quite a lot of it, you know. Oh, it's good. It is good. It's it's very Moorish, is what they say about it. I, I I have it often when I'm having a party, you know, a late night sort of up all night like a, raging like a jam, party, like a jam party. Yeah, you know, everybody you know goes into a dark room and and has some jam and then goes back to the party. Do you know what I'm saying to you, Glubrick? That you like having the jam on your own in a dark room. That those are the words I'm saying. Yes, but you're not understanding the meaning behind them. I see. I, I, I know. I've sold you some jam before. The thing is, Glubrick, that jam. It's infused with pixie dust. What? Pixie dust in the jam, you know, dust well, no, from that, pixie... That's drugs. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying, glue brick. But no, no, we would never do that. My dad would never do that with the, with the jam. We just sell nice jam, really popular jam. It's incredibly popular because it's addictive. It, Glubrick, I hate to tell you this, but I think your dad might have been some sort of drug baron and you were unwittingly doing his dirty work. And Glubrick takes this in. And he starts to get really overwhelmed and like really confused by these complicated thoughts. And he just can't deal with it. It's too much for him. And he just goes, no, you're a thief. You hear me? You're a thief and you're a liar. And and that one there, he, he just plays games with dead people all days. And this one here lures people in to, uh, and then poisons them and kills them. You guys are the bad guys. I'm not a bad guy. My dad's not a bad guy. My dad's a really good guy and he would never hurt anyone. This is nonsense. And I, um, I just uh, walk away and I sit at the end of the ship away from you. <sighs> Henley, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm I'm examining uh, Ghoul to see what uh, I'm using my Arcana skill to see if I can deduce anything that's happened here. Yeah, great. Roll me an Arcana check. That's a five, but it's plus four, so it's nine. Not very good. Nine. Um, you can uh, you can tell that um, <laughs> that he's changed. Yeah, Ghoul has uh, changed. You have changed definitely. My insight tells me. I feel different. How do you feel different? Well, you know, in one sense, I should feel worse. Because I'm more dead than I've ever been before. And I've seen stuff that I never wanted to see. But on the other hand, I feel braver than I've ever felt. Because I defeated that, that big old monster. And, and I helped us get free. Perhaps we are not here to find death. Perhaps we are here to find ourselves. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Eric start writing that down for his next play? It's giving me an idea. <laughs> and uh, as you guys, as we hear, ooh, 
um, you guys are suddenly in your own various kind of worlds we see Gluebrick really upset at the front of the boat in this moment where Gluebrick's feeling really sad he takes out a bit of parchment and it's a letter from his mum and he reads it and starts to cry he's just sobbing at the end of the boat sobbing at the end of the boat oh I'm sorry Gluebrick Henley uh, goes is there, a, is, is there a bit of sail cloth that's you know around the place somewhere it's some sail yeah I'd say there's just some, some rags and stuff around the ship so Henley just finds a bit of sort of white sail cloth and uses his short sword to, to hack it into a, a rough shape almost the shape of a bath towel and he wraps it around his waist and, and sighs the most world weary sigh <sighs> back to square one <laughs> I look around at the disconsolate crew on the boat and I say come on everyone we're the happy boys I don't feel very happy right now Eric you don't have to be happy to be a happy boy. You're right. <laughs> and hearing this, uh, uh, Gluebrick puts uh, the letter back into his pocket and he walks over and he puts his hand on Henley and he's like, oh, Henley, I'm sorry for shouting you. I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying, but I think maybe we should just focus on, on getting home for whatever reason we need to get home and, the, and, and, and you know, we can we just don't have to think about that right now. Okay, yeah, Henley? I, I'm sorry. But I'm sh- sorry I for calling you a wanker asshole. I didn't know you did that. Oh, but... I, oh I might have thought it. Okay, oh, well... Did I, did I say that you were like a Little idiot, idiot boy. You didn't say anything. You just walked away. I said but you're, 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 you're an arsehole. Lubrick, you should. <laughs> I'm sorry too. And you know what? We're in a very dangerous place. Clearly, what happened to Ghoul could happen to any of us. We wouldn't make it on our own. But Glubrick, I'll look after you if you look after me. I will look after you if you look after me. That's what I said. <laughs> and then Ghoul just bounds over and puts his tiny little mushroom hand. I guess he would just come up to like Bluebrick's ankle. ankle? <laughs> he just like thumps it onto his ankle and kind of gives it a little comforting pat and just says, I look after you if you look after me. <laughs> I will look after all of you if all of you look after all of me. <laughs> <laughs> and now look. The Obsidian Tower. And you guys all stand at the front of the ship, and Ghoul hops onto Glubrick's shoulder, and we see you are bathed in the light from the skies of Avernus. The camera pans round to the back of all of you, and we see you stood in silhouette, this new formidable team, as you sail into the shadow of the Obsidian Tower. Thank you for listening to Hell or High Rollers. I am Dave Hearn, and I am your Games Master. Ellie Morris was playing Ghoul, Chris Leesk as Glubrick, Henry Shields as Henley Whispers, and Adam Megiddo as Eric Sanguinius. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and tell all your mates to listen to the Hell or High Rollers podcast. And if you cannot get enough of this content there is more content for you head over to our patreon page you can get an entire side campaign run by henry shields and you can even get access to my dm notes that's right an exclusive behind the scenes look at how my brain works when these guys start messing with all the hard work i've done you can find all that if you subscribe to our patreon the link can be found in the episode description now a special thanks has to go out to all our amazing fans who have already signed up to our patreon people like Lauren Perry, Nick Henderson, Glow, Xanadu, The Grunter, Anna Poulton, Johnny D, Charlotte Clark, Blake, Fiona Howard, Holly Castle, Richard Meehan, and Soraya Houston. These legends have become immortal in our Patreon Hell or High Rollers Hall of 
fame. So if you too want to join those legends, you can. Just sign up to that Patreon. It's easy. You just click on the link. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Hell or High Rollers and Twitter at Hell or High Pod. The show is produced by the wonderful Gareth Tempest, and the title song is by my good friend Max Rudder. When you get through nine layers of hell, you'll have a hell of a story to tell. You're heading back to life, back to the grind, but it ain't that like you knew so well. Keep telling myself to stay strong, you know I ain't done nothing wrong. I can feel it in my soul that this ain't where I belong. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.